Let's give it up for Rufinos. Let's go, guys. Bienvenidos a la podcast de Fidas. <laughs> Another installment of your favorite boys talking about your favorite shit themselves. Woo! Um, on this week's episode, the negative one. Second single off uh, our debut, no, <laughs> our sophomore album. Delete your account. Sitting here in a garage, it's a rainy Thursday afternoon. If you hear some pitter-patter in the background, it's the rain. The weather is as melancholy as... As the lyrics to this song. As, yeah, the song itself, I think, definitely. So, strap in, because it's going to be a wild, sad little ride. But... I think we'll have some fun along the way. I agree. You never know. Um, so yeah, we're going to talk about the negative one today. And, you know, just talk about what went into the creative process. Mm. How we made it. Absolutely. What the song is about or what it means to us. And, and all those type things. So uh, let's start from the beginning. Um, this song is really important song to the album because it's actually the song that started, started it all off. off the the main synth or arpeggiated line on this song was the first thing that um, we created for this album um, but yeah the day that we kind of formatted and decided how we wanted this album to look and how we wanted it to sound and be about, etc. was also the day that we made this song. I remember talking about the album in Jonathan's basement at his parents' house, and he went into the guest room and just started writing, messing around in Ableton, and I sat in the living room, or I guess, or whatever. Another room and started writing these lyrics. Not these lyrics. I started writing these really crappy lyrics that we ended up scrapping because they weren't good. But that was this song is literally the song that started it all. Yeah. So then I took the what we did in Ableton, that little arpeggio, and later on, on my own, worked on it a bit and I added the guitar parts. Originally, this song was a lot faster, actually. Um, and we ended up slowing it down to um, make everything fit, but the original was a lot faster, and I added some guitar and bass, actually, and then sent that to you, or maybe just bass, showed you later. The bass synth track I eventually added here at my parents' house. I remember the when I added that. It was kind of like a big decision to use that's right synth bass instead of an electronic bass, but I kind of was messing around with that 
Because I baseline. I had used a real bass and used and done a completely different bass line. And we oh, really? Up... I don't even remember that. Well, if you watch the uh, behind-the-scenes video for this song, which should be on YouTube eventually, uh, you'll be able to hear that original line, and it's pretty bad. But Interesting. we uh, ended up getting it in sync with the guitar and starting it out with that. Mm-hmm. So I remember then, came over to your house... Started playing through the track. You were writing more lyrics. That's when I wrote the synth line. That's when we decided to slow it all down. Added the guitar loops. Instrumentally and melodically, like this song actually was sort of the launching point, even for stylistically how this album would sound. Like we kind of, yeah. once we wrote this song, we kind of decided like, oh, this is sort of the direction that we want to go. We weren't really sure exactly how what we had conceptualized would turn out. And, and I think in a lot of ways we didn't know how dark we were going to be able to get yeah. until the mo- until the moment or when how you... dark we would get or want to get. Yeah. Until yeah. you uh, started doing the lyrics. And I remember just playing that synth lead and kind of creating some of the tracks and it was just playing through and it was just looping and you were typing on your phone and you can actually see a video of this too the actual first time going through it i just like hit record on my computer which we do sometimes to try Mm -hmm. to remember stuff and that's a lot of what you'll see in those videos but the video from that day is in there and you can see ben and at the end he kind of the end of this song there's a really big and intense section and he this is the first time that he had done that or written that part and that you was like the first time you had heard it or even i had actually yeah performed it even for myself like i wrote the lyrics but i hadn't actually mm-hmm. bellowed them out until that moment and i remember it was a pretty big moment i think for both of us like whoa well, holy shit these are the first screams on the album chronologically but also as far as writing the album i mean well, other than i guess the, round two I yeah i was gonna say other than those but that we added at the very end so this yeah. was the first time that we had a song we we talked beforehand about wanting to do some more screaming ben wanted to get a little more into it i can't do it as we figured out <laughs> along the way yeah, this is really the song that started to shape our sound and when we really started to define certain aspects of um, our music. And and we started, this song is a song in which we tried things that were really totally new. And the actual, the first lyrics that I ever wrote for the song that we kept were the lyrics that end the song, the kind of the last section when I'm really just losing it um and i remember how these lyrics took me forever to write and to refine yeah i want to really get into i want to let you kind of go into the maybe the rhyming scheme and then talk about also you starting to rap and how you feel about that me starting to rap more in the sense that i mean that we're white, but we've like decided to rap in our music, and your history, like at McNally, learning to rap, <laughs> maybe some Toki stuff. Because you talked to me, I just, I just know that you told me that like every line of this song is a different rhyme scheme or something that's really complex and atypical rap. 
Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I've been rapping for, I mean, a few years. And I think we've talked about that before, how you and I, we started to, we wrote this rap album when we were probably 15, 16. And, you know, it it wasn't anything that we ever released, but it was sort of the launching point for my interest in rapping. Um, and even in some ways, my interest in rap music didn't really, I didn't really get into rap music until, you know, my mid-teens. Um, and that kind of started with when we got into Doomtree. Doomtree yeah. is really the start of it for both of us. Doomtree, which is a, a pretty big um, Minnesota-based rap group that, yeah, I think definitely was an inspiration for both of us and kind of started, launched both of our interests in rap. And so we started getting into Doomtree and we started messing around with rap. Um, and I started, I always enjoyed, have enjoyed, you know, songwriting. And obviously we both have, but I've also always had enjoyed writing kind of poetry and things like that. And so this was kind of an outlet for me to be able to start expressing myself more articulately <laughs> um, in new ways. And it was exciting. And I, I think that it was never really something that I thought about the fact that I was white and was rapping, you know, I, the fact that I, obviously I have great reverence and respect for the greats um, and, and the, um, and the people that started rap music, but I never really thought about the fact that, oh, I'm white and I'm about to start rapping. And until kind of later on, I think it just started as a fun thing that I like to do. Um, and I wasn't really sure. I, I don't think I really ever expected that it was something that would seriously incorporate in our music. And even on our last album, um, there is some rapping, but it's very limited, the amount that I rap. And I am proud of the, the the rap lyrics that are on our last album, but it really wasn't the main focus, I think, of the album the way that it is kind of on this album. Like the, the story and the feel of this album largely is sort of dependent on the rap music and even how our sound has been shaped and what makes us, I think, more unique in our style is kind of um, me is kind of the the fact that we incorporate so many different styles of music and even on this album when we kind of took it to the next level with screaming, it's sort of a little bit of everything I think the yeah. as far as the kind of music that we incorporate and so yeah I mean my rap journey kind of began began there and then I went to McNally. And I took this class called The Language of Rap and Spoken Word. And that's when I really started to refine and focus on actually becoming a better MC and um, really getting into the actual art of it and figuring out, you know, what a rhyming scheme even is and what rap music is and what rap music means to me and means to the world and et cetera. Um, and I had this teacher, Toki Wright, who really kind of shaped the way that I look at rap music and kind of the way that even who I am as a rapper and in some ways who I am as a person was largely shaped by that class, which I took for two semesters. Um, so yeah, I, um, the, the rhyme, as far as the rhyming scheme goes on this, uh, 
um, song. It is it is really atypical, um, for sure. And and it took me forever to get it down. Like I I wrote so many drafts of this song and went back and rewrote lines and switched things around a whole bunch of times. Um, it was kind of ridiculous, honestly, how much I kind of you know what 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 you hear on the song isn't at all what it started out as um and yeah it it is kind of a weird and unique rap in a lot of ways and even how i incorporate it's not just straight rap you know there's times where i go in between screaming and almost a more spoken word-esque type of uh lyricism that is kind of unique and i don't know I, i don't really know what else to say about I don't know if I want to get into the actual, you know, bar to bar rhymes itself because I honestly haven't even really thought about it in over a year. Um, but yeah, it was. I think this song was a pretty big moment for me um, as an artist and pretty groundbreaking for me as a rapper. You know, I I feel like this song really took my skills and to sort of the next level in my my writing not saying that it's you know it just for me personally it was it was new and it was exciting and and it was a big moment so yeah i would say this is a this is a big uh song of you like finding your voice and even in the sense like you're saying of you're rapping and you're doing spoken word and you're screaming, which are kind of the three elements that I would say you you blend. Typically, like, spoken word and, like, rapping together is how I think of your style. Yeah, and I think that even this song was big in the fact that I... It was probably the first time that I really expressed audible emotion in my voice when we first started uh when we first started rapping um jonathan and i before we would record we'd always (laughs) would always do try to sort of impersonate wiz khalifa and oh yeah (laughs) and would how do we would start it out what do we say every time we'd be like or something (laughs) like that it's like yeah i there's this some song that he does he goes like a little really just stoner laugh. Yeah, we would sort of <laughs> get really relaxed and try to make our voices sound really relaxed because neither of us really knew how to control because we had our a ten- tone of voice. We had a tendency to just get really intense and really strained and kind of squeaky and really almost. squeaky, and we just tried to relax. We just like, had no idea how to control our vocal cords in that way. Yeah, we and, just and so terrible. every every single verse that I ever recorded for that album and even on songs on my solo album and um, even songs on the fetus album are just sort of, you know, blah, 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 blah. Not a whole lot of fluctuation or dynamic yeah. kicks, dynamics in, in sort of what we say. But this song was kind of the first time that I really started to play around with the way that my voice sounded and actually expressing my feelings and even feeling like, I, you know, when we recorded these lyrics, I really did feel, because the lyrics are so deep and kind of personal to me, 
I really did. I didn't even have to really try. I just let the lyrics and what I was saying sort of influence how I sounded. Yeah. Um, and just really let loose, I guess, in, in a way that was really new to me. Yeah. Um, so the song starts out with that um, arpeggio that we... That's it's sort of a, a, reoccur- a reoccurring sound on the album, right? Well, it appears... That actual sound appears on um, round two, sped mm-hmm. up. It's one of the synthesizers. Mm-hmm. And then it also appears on one of the interludes. But I think it's like in within the context of a snippet of round two. But the chord progression is that same chord progression of the three chords that appears three three times on the yeah. album. And that was... I. So that, I, that I think chord we touched on this a little bit was that that was really intentional having that chord progression yeah. and even that that arpeggiator arpeggiator kind of be a reoccurring sound to this is where that we thought it was this cool. is where that chord progression started was these this arpeggiator sound yeah. and and then I ended up translating it into piano and I was and the for the lizard queen yeah basically and then mm-hmm. we took those and put them into round two yeah so it i mean it's musically just a way to connect the album yeah in a sense and, um make it one story so yeah it starts with that and then you come in you you're the first yeah you know. i have a pretty small part to play vocally on this track and it's just the chorus essentially um yeah do you want to talk about the resurrect my body for all the things that i affected yeah it's just i don't know it's just a pretty self-explanatory yeah i mean it's just wanting to move on wanting to be resurrected from the all the shit in your life yeah i think things you want to affect it it's just back to the same theme of a feeling similar honestly to the last song of, of the feeling of wanting to move on and the feeling of guilt and all the and even stuff feeling that you've done. I think the fact that you say resurrect is sort of indicative of the fact that and kind of points to the fact that in some ways I um in these lyrics I express sort of what I was feeling at the time which was you know obviously self-hatred and and self-loathing loathing and kind of wanting to not only feeling helpless and sort of dead inside but also feeling like i wanted to die um i don't think there was ever a point in my life where i wanted to kill myself but there have been a lot of points in my life where i wanted to die or to be killed and that that was something that i thought about a lot um sort of in the time that i wrote this album was just sort of that feeling of wishing that i was dead you know and and i think i even say that on one of the songs on this album the those that phrase i wish know? i was dead or just a little bit less oh dead. yeah <laughs> oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's from a, a later on. track coming up yeah well you know we'll I'll get into ex- that but, but i think that's kind of to get to that bad boy that's the perfect way to start out the song you know um yeah i was i definitely resurrect had, my body for all the things i once affected you know i definitely had that in mind as well like writing it just because i wrote my lyrics to i felt like my part in this song was more to try to accentuate accentuate where you were taking the song lyrically Mm -hmm. you know 
it's definitely more of a song about Ben's struggles than my own, just in the sense that you say a lot more and it's a lot more from your experiences. So yeah. I, I, You're I, kind I of supporting exactly. So with your uh, with your I, chorus, I was trying you're to kind of supporting what's happening in the verse propping up the story that you were telling yeah rather than just putting my own thing in there sure one, and even is... actually the as soon as you finish that line i come in with i think of one of the a lyric that you oh yeah that first lyric the tides, the tides of, have turned the tides have turned like the seasons and the tables i, I did write that wrote one that. I, I wrote that one that. it was which from... is interesting that we started yeah. out the song with that all right there might know. be a couple lines that i i wrote in here i guess we'll kind of see as we i remember i do remember this and i don't tell me if you remember this but you had written a bunch of lyrics mm-hmm. and then you gave them to me we were sitting across a folding table much like we oh, are now the same table in fact. and uh you were like just go through each line and tell me which <laughs> oh ones, yeah which ones you absolutely want to keep which ones you think we should get rid of and which ones you kind of could go either way yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. And I literally went through every single one and was like, let's get rid of this one. This one's really, really good. And then, yeah, for instance, yeah, we the first of, line I was like, well, we could replace this with yeah. this one line that I'd written. This, whatever. Yeah, it was, re- it was really a process. I forgot how you did have a big part to play in kind of what we kept or what we did with it. And I think even a lot of the lines that you said, you know, these need some work or... I like these, but there needs to be tweaked a little bit. I went through and, and maybe even together we talked about, okay, what if we replaced literally like this word with this word? Yeah. And what if we said, um, you know, talked about this instead of this? And it, we got really specific on how every single word played a part in the rhyme or in, in the grand scheme of the song itself, you know? Yeah. And I think there were a lot of lines that we we talked about um, how, you know, this doesn't really support the song in any way. What is this? What is this lyric accomplishing? What is it even about? Yeah. And if it wasn't propping up the song and trying to express what we were trying to express with it, then we got rid of it. There's no lyric in here it. that's kind of pointless or, or doesn't mean something, you know? It's, There's not even... I don't just... I, 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 I'm not even really ambiguous in, in some of the things that I say. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is even... Even to me and you, I mean, maybe to the listener, some of it's more ambiguous, but even to me and you, there's not much that has cryptic meaning to mm-hmm. us, which sometimes sometimes we do to us. It's, it could be multiple different things. But with this song specifically, I think everything just not a lot is for us. quite literal. Yeah. So I think that this song is... Um, I mean, I guess I can just kind of start going through a little bit, sort of what every verse is about. Um, The first verse is just kind of about how I think that this song is one of the most probably deeply, I mean, all the songs on this album are really personal, and and we've talked about how that's kind of was intentional. Um, But this song for me is definitely one of the most sort of personal and and deep songs for me as far as the meaning goes and sort of what the lyrics mean to me and sort of what I was going through Um, and sort of just expressing parts of myself that I've never really expressed before. Um, And so the first verse is kind of about how, you know, life was changing, the tides, 
the the tides were turning and um, and things were happening in my life that were confusing um, and I didn't really know what to do about um, and how I felt like there were things that I did that other people didn't like or agree with um, that I was doing and even though I might hurt somebody else, um, like I say, you know, like what I, um, what I want might hurt my brother. Um, even though that was happening, I was still doing these things. Um, and I talk again about how, or not again, I guess for the first time, how I punched the hole in the wall because we're hurting each other. That was, you know, me having this argument with my friend where I punched the hole in the wall. Um, and sort of about how I mentioned, you know, snapped a picture sort of about how this moment in time, um, was kind of etched into my brain. Um, and I kind of got lost. I just got lost in this, in this weird situation between, um, our, you know, my friend Zach and, um, and my self-hatred and, and all of these things. And I was just confused, you know, um. And so then we kind of go back into the chorus. Um, Smile for the camera. And, and all, all the things, things that, that I created. created. Um, and I come back and I start talking about how. Um, well, maybe I should just quick give a little thing about my chorus. There. Sure, sure. So sure, it's sure. the same two line. It's just the second line that I sing. One of the only two lines. Uh, but that's it just goes along with the snap the picture. Like it's basically that exact same concept that Ben just said. Yeah, totally. Back to you. <laughs> so um, then I kind of start talking about the things in our life. And obviously there's specific things that I had in mind when I wrote this verse that I don't necessarily want to get into. There's certain things in your life that, and people that come into your life that start to change who you are and start to make you feel things that you've never felt before, like love or passion or whatever. Um and I was kind of talking dust. about people in my life who made me grow and made me feel alive again and made me feel valued and sort of reminded me that I wasn't total shit and how I much I appreciated that, you know, how much I appreciate those friends. But at the same time, there's still certain situations that just end up prevailing and, and you can't overcome those situations and you kind of fell fall back into the pit you know into sadness into whatever it is um and there's also the situations how even though you might care about somebody a lot they might just not be good for you and they might just be making your life worse even though it feels so right and that was kind of the situation i was in where in some ways it felt so right and new and fresh but it was also destroying my life and it was destroying me. Your relationships and your friendships. Exactly. Um, exactly. Um, and so I kind of talk about how I started to lose touch with reality and lose touch with who I was. And I didn't really know who I was at all. And, and it was sort of this mix of extreme emotion, this mix of happiness, but at the same time this under underlying sadness and self-hatred that i just couldn't move past well another 
if I might interject. Sure, sure. Another going along with that, another concept is just you are experiencing this reality that when you when you take on something new, a lot of times you have to give something else up. Mm-hmm. Certain things in your life or certain relationships just become incompatible. Yeah. And so you were I think you were kind of caught in the middle of a <laughs> I don't want to give this up, but I also want this new thing or, you know, just trying to un- like decipher what was important. Va- yeah. Important yeah. to you as a person and, and just like struggling with falling into like one thing or the other without thinking through it or whatever, you know, either I, yeah. way. Yeah, totally. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, I got to be honest that as I'm kind of going through this song, and reading it, reading the lyrics, they're kind of in front of me on my computer. I'm sort of coming up with sort of a lack of, you know, I guess that part of the point of this song was to express something that I didn't feel like I could express in, you know, any other form than song. But yet here I am trying to do that very thing. And it's kind of, to be honest, it's kind of difficult. And even some of the things that I do talk about on this song are like so personal personal and specific that i don't even know how deep i want to get into the get into it i'm sort of at a a loss here um well it's it's also a song that's pretty it's one of those songs i feel like that lyrically a lot of it is just like i mean just listen to the song just yeah exactly just go like pretty self-explanatory even just listen to how you say what you say because it's exactly what you meant it's exactly what you felt exactly you know some of it's hard to just have a conversation like this yeah. about it's not it's not really necessarily conducive to this type of a yeah. setting, which is fine. Yeah, yeah, totally. But I guess kind of the basic, the basic um, premise of this song is sort of I start out by talking about kind of setting the scene of what was going on in my life at the time and how I was feeling and how people were making me feel, and while people made me feel really happy. They also made me feel really sad. And then there's people in my life who um, would tell me that I was worth something, but then internally I would tell myself that I was worthless. And so we kind of start out by setting up the scene. And this whole song is just sort of an escalation. It's just kind of starts very basic on the first verse, just kind of talking about the tides have turned, you know, here we are, we're setting up the scene. And then it just kind of keeps building and building and get getting more and more intense until um do you want to maybe just skip sort of to the end in a way like yeah maybe sure. the last couple lines or because um, we ended on a pretty hopeless note i won't deny that it's true i mean and that those are kind of in and that's a way, okay i think to i think one of the big things on this album being kids who were kind of raised um you know classic christian i think that a big mentality for our parents was kind of telling us that music should be uplifting and it should be positive and it should make you feel, you know, it should be edifying or whatever. Well, all for these, a song all like these this, words, it should have some kind of resolution to it, some kind of... Well, that's what you'd think for sure. Know. But I think that sort of the thing that you and I realized was that why does music have to portray this sort of false version of life you know i think when we first initially started writing together we were always 
always thought and people always told us, you know, what's the positive swing? You got to kind of put a positive swing on it. You people gotta, asked us that exact question. Yeah, anytime. literally like you got to give. Where's the resolution? Where's, where's the resolution? The an- where's, where's the, the answer hope? to the question? Where's the answer? But in when I wrote this song, I didn't feel any fucking hope or any any resolution and and maybe i still don't and so why does my music have to portray this false version of the way that i look at life you know in this song i i was confused as hell and i felt like shit and i wanted to you know i mean not to get too dramatic but (laughs) there wasn't any peace and there wasn't any hope and there i mean even though there were glimmers of it which i think this song is kind of that depicting that sort of internal battle it's not like it all just worked out okay and I and I'm a totally fine okay person cuz I'm still messed up and and I don't think that we should be afraid of expressing that and telling people how we feel because everyone feels that way. And why does music have to be any different than life? Because life is good and it's bad and doesn't always make sense, so why does music have to? And maybe people will say, you know, well people go listen to music so that they can escape or whatever and I think that's true for some music but that's just not really the point of this song and a lot of the songs on this album i mean it ends with it ends with a question it's not there's no no actually if we want to skip ahead that's what I the was last thinking. song is, the, i guess it does kind of have a question i feel like at the so, end yeah, let me i feel like at the end you just paint a picture of yourself where you were at just like yeah. super clearly at the beginning there's a lot of external stuff and a lot of mm-hmm. but then you just dive down to the core and it's just like here i am yeah this is what i feel is what i think like yeah and then there's just a question like i hate myself and then a question what do i have left like that's how you end fucking song you know it's pretty it's pretty big i think to to end the song with saying i hate myself and then asking what i have left and that's it you know it's it the question's out there what do i have and i think that's that this song is something that a lot of people can relate to feeling you know like they're self-deprecating and like there's people that tell them that um but they don't offer any sort of answers you know i think there were a lot of people in my life at the time who would say why are you so depressed all the time why are you so sad and why why do you always talk so much shit about yourself but it's not like they were really giving me any sort of answers or being helpful in any way. In fact, they were not helping at all. And that's okay. But I think that's sort of when I say, you know, I'm self-deprecating. Thanks for pointing that out. Um, I'm just sort of talking about that idea of people letting me know that I'm not okay. And, like, I get it, you know. I remember people when we would show certain of our friends or people that you know were working on music with us or whatever this song i remember people kind of being like i kind of like the song at the beginning and then at the end it's just like take it too far and i feel like that's something for us that we it was like no we didn't like take it too far we just were honest like and yeah for a lot of people i mean it's not something that a lot of people want to think about which is something that we obviously say at the beginning of the album it's like but this is where we were at. This is mm-hmm. the level of intensity that the song ends on and the level of hopelessness or whatever the picture that Ben's painting. 
is the reality of how I felt. I mean, obviously, he has times that he realizes that he's doing pretty good, times that he feels like that. Yeah. Me too. Like, we, we all have that, and I think it was important to us to keep it just as dark and just as honest and just as accurate to the f- way that we felt as possible, even though, you know, we even had friends who were like, I just, I don't know, it's almost too much. Yeah, it's true. You know, I, I think that this music isn't for everybody, and and it, there's times even, you know, when we were listening to the song before we started where I, I didn't even feel like I was maybe emotionally prepared to even listen to that song, and maybe that's because it's more personal to me because it's literally about me <laughs> but i don't think that the, there's always a time and place for this kind of music and i recognize that and i don't think it's for everybody um and and i'm okay with that because you know that's not the point of why we made this album it wasn't just to reach out and make people feel super good it was just to express ourselves and then see who who was vibing with us you know and Even it wasn't just- it wasn't about making something that people you know, party rocking in the house tonight type shit. It felt really good to get it out. And even it when, it was I, even, when even when we released it, like the people online or whatever who were like, this is really awesome. It was just like, I remember, I don't even know who it was. Someone commented on our Instagram picture and I remember reading that and just being like, thank God. Like yeah. someone listened to it and had an experience with it or whatever. Maybe. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, that's what yeah, we're hoping for. Cool to see. It is cool to see. And yeah, I think for us, like writing these songs, it was sort of a way to put this time of our life behind us, get it all out, and really force ourselves to think about it. It was kind of a form of therapy. And then I think looking back at the album, it's nice knowing that we're not there anymore. We're in a different place. And that this album is sort of a a record of that time but also sort of it was a way for us to get it out you know take it from inside of ourselves deep inside of our hearts and put it on a recording and leave it there and not keep it with us anymore you know yeah it really did kind of feel that way i think for both of us um so yeah i think even this song itself it's not simple even with some of the things that i talk about you know um at the end, I literally say, I'm so self-obsessed. Why am I so self-obsessed? And then the next line is, I hate myself, you know? And that's confusing. How can you be obsessed with yourself but also hate yourself at the same time? It doesn't really make any sense. But I think a lot of people hopefully can relate to that. And that's kind of what I felt. Like, all I cared about was myself, but yet all I did was hate myself at the same time. And that's that's a weird place to be. It's a to be so selfish, but yet so completely self-loathing at the same time. It's a cycle that you get into, and that I mean, I can't. I, break, I do too. It's I just, say that in the song, actually. I can't break the cycle. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> <laughs> a cycle that you get into where it's like you are thinking so much about yourself and how much you hate yourself that then you just and then you realize how selfish it is to be thinking about yourself so much and that just makes you like hate yourself more it's like sort of the yeah, paradox yeah. of like, and that's something that we yeah like totally that's something that you and I talked about a lot was how yeah it was sort of this cycle like the 
wow i'm actually so much because depression is like frustrating in this it's like you kind of realize like this is so stupid like i just want to get out of this you know and you but then yeah it's sort of this cycle of you feel you feel dumb and then you feel dumb for feeling dumb yeah you feel dumb and then you feel dumb for feeling dumb and then you don't want to feel that way anymore, but you can't. So you feel even dumber and it just continues to go deeper and deeper and deeper. And the more, you know? and the more energy that you put into those thoughts and thinking about those things, the more guilty that you feel about how much energy and how much time you're putting into it. And that just like in turn makes you feel worse about yourself. And it's just, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's sort of, it's, it's that shitty. struggle of being like, wow, I'm really messed up. I need to get fixed but I don't know how to fix myself. And so that makes you even more messed up. And then um, you think about how messed up you are for being messed up and then you get more messed up and it's just sort of this, yeah, it's It's just this never ending cycle. And I think that that's something we really did try to highlight in a lot of these songs and actually talked about a lot. Yeah. was sort of how we both felt that way at the time, you know? I remember talking about that. Yeah. Even before starting the album. Yeah. Um, Can we move on to the artwork? Uh, yeah. Anything yeah. else you want to say on that? No, I, I think that's pretty much, you know, if you want to know more about how I felt at the time and what was in my head, I would say just listen to the song, honestly. Um, and Tweet at us. <laughs> tweet at us at... Uh, we'll just tweet back. Like, tweet us. This is a really dark thing that I felt. <laughs> I don't actually remember Twitter. what our Twitter handle is at all, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say just listen to the song if you want to know more. Um, and you know, I hope that gives you a little insight at least into sort of what I was going through at the time. Um, Um, yeah, let's talk about that. So the cover is black background and then, uh, your eyes from the album cover, which is yet to be revealed, which whatever. Uh, and then (laughs) two hands holding the iguana that we killed. So that picture of the iguana, uh, that you can see on that, um, image for the single yep which is called the negative one and i also want to talk about that title but mm-hmm. that iguana in the image is the one that we killed and that we've talked about in the last episode and then the eyes it's a it's a iguana that we talk about on another song on the album yeah it literal the the literal picture of the iguana edited we also didn't talk about the single artwork for Pero, but um for both of our singles we we took the eyes from the drawing that became the picture uh, for our album cover, yeah. and in this case, we it was just Ben's eyes. Obviously, like he's it's a lot more Ben focused. This song, mm-hmm. you know, and so and the eyes are uh, the eyes are drawn crying. Ben's eyes are open. My eyes are closed. Ben's eyes are yellow in the in the actual mm-hmm. picture, and then and in this we inverted the colors, so the tears are red and the eyes are blue. I don't know. Yeah, I, I should pull it up. I guess that's... My eyes are... Yeah, your eyes are closed and you're crying. And my eyes are opened and I'm crying as well, but they're yellow. And you also have sharp teeth in the album cover, which... Maybe we'll talk about the album cover. Yeah, maybe that'll be a, a later time. But actually, the this song... um, I'll, I'll mention that we, we considered sort of naming this song my problems because it, it was sort of about you know this song was kind of focused on my issues 
Um, and so we were considering writing, calling this song like My Problems or Ben's Problems, and then another song. Which um, is more me focused. Yeah, that is more you focused, called like Jonathan's Problems or something like that. Just yeah. to really be explicit, and then we, we one of the one of the ideas for album title. Was oh yeah, actually, my problems, your problems, our solution, um, and that was sort of that's just kind of like sums up the album. You know, it's about my yeah. problems and your problems, and then kind of asking where the solution is, and you know, trying to find it. And so, I think part of the reason why we called this song the negative one was sort of sparked from that idea of um this song being about my problems and the the meaning of the negative one is it's sort of a double meaning of this song is literally the negative one like this is the a really negative song on the album with you know pretty much no hope whatsoever but it's also i'm the negative one you know i'm i'm being really negative on this song so it's sort of a reference to not only the song itself which is really negative but how i felt at the time which was just completely negative um and 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 we used you know the negative the minus symbol yeah um and maybe honestly, I never thought about the fact that people could read that differently. But the way it's supposed to be read is the negative one, not the minus one or the slash one or anything like that. Yeah. Um, which is basically just a description of the song and and what it is. Um, and yeah, the artwork is has my eyes on it. You know, yeah, for obvious reasons that it's my drawing. It's and about the, my problems. And then the lizard, which is just ties it back more to the rest of the album. Yeah, just sort of another another thing that we did to connect the album you know there's a picture of this lizard um which isn't talked about on this song it's talked about another song but that that is a way for us to connect the two songs by having concepts that reoccur not only in the music but we uh, we talk a lot about how we want everything that we do to be sort of for the art like we don't want videos that we make to be um kind of separated from the music we want it we think it it's all like one big piece of art the 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 artwork the literal artwork that for our music is an extension of the music it's not just oh here's a cool picture let's throw it on this song it's yeah. part of the song in a sense and even the titles we don't want our titles to just be random shit that sounds cool like um you know broken or whatever which i think a lot of bands do <laughs> but we want we want the the titles to be an extension of the art itself and for the titles to be poetic and even the way that we write yeah. the titles like the way that we wrote the title for this one that is an intentional choice um and and an artistic choice and and the album cover is an artistic choice as an extension of the song, not just a separate piece, but as one cohesive unit um, of art, you know? And so it's not it's not just about the song, it's about the artwork, and it's about the title, and it's all connected as one big piece of art, you know? The point of what we do isn't just to promote our music. We don't just have cool pictures so that people will want to listen to our music. We have cool pictures because that picture is also our art. Yeah, you know? we create all our own artwork as far as at least up to this up point. Up to this we point, have. yeah. 
So it's true. It's not someone. <laughs> it, well, just so people know, it's not someone else doing it for us. Yeah, yeah, it's true. All the artwork that we do is our own, and even the album cover is a picture that Jonathan drew. Um, yeah, and it's all it's all us. Um, another thing I want to touch on is adding the drums because that was a big thing, real quick. Oh yeah, sure. Because for a really long time, we had this entire song basically completed mm-hmm. with like a electronic kick and a little clap sound like, uh, yeah it was, it was really simple there was no actual drum part it was just a yeah like that kind of a thing and then uh once we brought it into daniel he th- on this song daniel really completely changed instrumentally a lot in a in a change the feel of the song i mean honestly. working working with us really closely but one the live drums on this album I mean, the stuff that Daniel does on this song, I think, are probably his most. Like well, where it's he definitely really his most dynamic and intricate. Like and and um, I think it's where he shines probably yeah. the most on this album. There's probably like what I don't know. Like there's so many. There's so many different beats, sections. So many different. Yeah. Yeah. And he sort of, you know, his drum part kind of um, takes the song from being just kind of a, you know, the synth line is kind of uh, very repetitive, mm-hmm. but then the lyrics and the drums kind of connect in the way that they just keep changing and escalating and escalating and escalating. And we told Daniel when we when he started, when we started working on the drum parts with him, like, hey man, just go to town, you know? Do, yeah. do whatever you want. Like, don't hold back, you know? Do as much crazy shit as you want to do and be as weird as you want and let's see what happens and a lot of the stuff that he would do we would like and tell him to keep yeah so I mean, there's one uh, true. there's one section where the snares like a little before the beat or a little after the beat or whatever and someone a little before our drummer just told us the other day that he thought that was a just a mistake in the quantization of the drums it's like he 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 hits the snare he doesn't hit the snare on the downbeat but he hits it kind of in the middle like in the in between the down and the upbeat or yeah. something of like i think that's a about, few measures I'd of the song to to it, but it's a very weird it's really weird you know it's, it's something really he sound. it's something he was getting into at the time as a drummer and wanted to add to the song and that's uh just so people know it's intentional it's obviously not a mistake yeah and even it's funny because yeah like you were saying harrison who's drumming with us now just assumed that it was an error and that it was supposed to happen on the down but it's actually supposed to happen right where it happens um and so yeah i think that the drums really did take the song to the next level kind of like every drum part does the um, beat that happens at the end i just remember when he first did it mm-hmm. just melted my mind yeah just like how did you even i don't even I don't how know. did you even it's do just, it it's how crazy. did it, how'd you pull this off the other thing is that the loop for the chords on this song the entire loop of the chord progression is like 32 measures or something and so we this is one of the songs that really uh convinced us that we needed to add more members to the live show because mm-hmm. i just couldn't loop a 32 measure loop yeah. realistically and, and it'd be feasible it's just too long of a loop so yeah we we literally had when we were trying to figure out how to actually play this, we tried it. We went times. into Guitar Center with the, our looping pedal or Jonathan's looping pedal, and we asked the guy how how the hell can we loop something this long? And he said, "I 
because every time that the loop would complete, it would lag and then kind of get off beat. And so we literally asked the technician at Guitar Center, and he said, I don't think that that's honestly possible. The and so we had, like to, not out there. we had to change it up, and we had to incorporate. That's where Johnny members. Hall came in. Ooh. Hi, Johnny. Hi, Johnny. Thanks for playing the guitar on this song live. Freaking awesome. Um, so, yeah, I think that kind of sums up the song. Um, thanks for listening. You know, be sure to give this song a listen mm-hmm. um, after because I think it'll change your some of your perception of the song itself. Big thank um, yous. Thank you to again. Daniel for the drums. Thank you to Zach Lemon for being a good friend. Being a good friend. Shout out to uh, Austin Blumberg for engineering the drums for us and helping us record. Um, and th- big thank you to Johnny Hall. Big thank you to Harrison Nordston. Harrison for translating these drums into our new set really well. Really yeah. Fucking well. Thank you to everybody who had a part to play thank you to doom tree also thank you to toki right for teaching ben to rap and about the culture of <laughs> yeah. hip-hop and it's true making him a respectful person um yeah thanks for listening guys about does it for this, this track does it for us um you know we'll catch you on the flip flop stay sweet and you know try and stay positive amen bye, bye.